0: Nashville, Tennessee is home to some of the world's finest musicians. From country music to R&B to hip hop and everything in between, if you've heard it, Nashville's got it. But ever since I moved to the city in 2013, I've met some incredible musicians who fall in between the cracks. Amazing musicians who are passionate about that other music. So I'm not here to talk about the music you've probably heard. I'm here to introduce you to them, illuminate their music, and share their stories. My name is David Rogers. Improviser, composer, and pianist here in Music City, USA. And I want to welcome you to the Improviser's Corner. On today's episode, I get the chance to talk to Jess Nolan, a multifaceted singer songwriter, improviser, and musician here in Music City. We talk about her approach to lyrics, songwriting, and the amazing communities that she's a part of here in town. And we even wrote a song together. you brought something I did from this morning you want to talk a little bit about that sure and what we're gonna do next I'm really excited <laughs> for this
1: sure um, so we talked about the free write thing um, and I try to do that every day if I can whether that's just writing in my journal about how I'm feeling or what happened that day or writing a poem or just writing about a topic Okay. Um, so this morning I did a little free write, and I figured we could just like play and then
0: yeah i'll, I'll make
1: something up over what we have what we play and that's kind of how i start songs especially like when i'm in the room with another musician and i bring in something like this that just is words on a page yeah um yeah we'll just kind of play and then i'll sure. try to figure out I'm something so excited. over it
0: this is great. <laughs> okay let me make sure we're still yeah okay because we're all in sort of the same music circle. Nashville's weird because there's a lot of <laughs> really good musicians and everyone's sort of spread out, but then at the same time, everyone knows of each other. Right. So I think I've known of you probably for the last three years. Yeah. But then I saw this New York-Nashville connection mm-hmm. thing yeah. that Ryan Connors does, mm-hmm. and I saw your song, and it, like, blew me away. I think Daniel Sauls posted it. Oh, really? And then I saw it, and I was like, whoa, this is crazy, and I think I messaged you on... Instagram, I was like, thank you for your music. Oh. <laughs> um, and I'm just curious like, everyone's favorite question, but how would you describe your own music? I know that's sort of a loaded question, but.
1: Yeah, I get asked that question a lot. Yeah. Um, and I have had meetings with various business people who ask me to sort of define it, put it in a category. I mean, some of my favorite artists. Their careers span a great length of time and, and you can't really define them, they're just them. Yeah. Um, so I think that's sort of my long-term goal, but if if I was gonna categorize it, I would probably say it's like introspective soul or like soul singer-songwriter. Yeah. Um, I definitely have like those soul influences and you know have a lot of favorite artists in the soul category, but um, I also love pop music. Um, and I also love great lyrics and poetry. Images in line stretched out the and I had always been writing poetry, and so yeah. I was taking piano lessons, I was writing poetry, I was looking at these people like Sarah Bareilles and Alicia Keys, and it kind of all started coming together. Um, and then I feel like my, my musical influences sort of deepened when I went to Miami, like discovered Joni Mitchell, who's probably my biggest inspiration today. Um, yeah, and, so, and, and it's still expanding and growing and I'm just open to that and, and knowing that it's probably going to change.
0: You kind of alluded to it when you said you write poetry Mm -hmm. we got into poetry but we got coffee like i don't know three months ago or something and you turned me onto the idea of like flowing by like writing because you know i'm used to just like you know i'll just sit down and like flow i guess or just improvise at the piano but like that's using that same process but with like words english words (laughs) and um did you learn that from somebody, or did you just, was that like a natural thing that you just started doing? or
1: I would say like the free part of it definitely was something that I learned from a mentor of mine when I was in school. His name is Craig Carruthers. He actually is based here in Nashville, but he was kind of my first real songwriting mentor. Mm, okay. And he was the one that was like, if you don't practice it, it's not gonna come easily when you sit down to write a song. Mm. So sitting down and just like, writing literally whatever comes to your mind or whatever is in front of you or whatever you're feeling in that moment, really diving in and just like basically throwing up on a page or in in your note app or whatever it is, that later informs when you're in a co-write or you're sitting down at the piano and you're trying to find words that match what's happening under your fingers. And I I think that practicing that for me has helped me so much in my writing. Um, in a more formal, formal setting of like sitting down with somebody and just letting it free flow. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's like music in a lot of ways. That's interesting because yeah.
0: it's like, it sort of demystifies the whole process of like writing a song, which maybe for some people from the outside in, it's just like, oh, you just write a song, you just like write the words and then you yeah. come up with chords. But I took, you know, I took a um, a songwriting, a lyric writing class. Mm-hmm. Um, late last year and i have so much more respect for people who who do write songs just because there was so much that i didn't know when you're forced to like sit down and write a song it's just like wow there's just so much more that goes into it so i kind of think it's cool that you have that that process that you practice just like i would practice something yeah
1: yeah it's sort of like a getting used to letting it flow out. Right. You know, it's cuz it's in there. I think it's in everybody. I think we have constant thoughts and constant creative ideas and it's just being open to it and and getting in a space of being open to it.
0: Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about co-writes for maybe sure. people who may not know. I mean, I've heard yeah. the term and
1: There's a a lot of different forms of co-writing I feel like that happen. I think I think the typical co-write is like the 9 to 5 writer you know, at a publishing house, and there are a lot of those here that either write on Music Row or go to each other's houses, and it's a more formal, formal write where you sit down and okay, we're writing for this artist project, um, or we have this concept and we're trying to make that work in the pop song form. Um, then there's like top line co-writing, which is a producer and a songwriter getting together, um, and the producer has a track laid out or whatever, and then. The songwriter will come in and try to write lyrics and melody over that and they kind of collaborate in that way it takes forms in so many different ways i feel like recently i've been trying to explore writing with musicians like you or um this guy chris lippincott he's a pedal steel player in town um ryan connors josh Blaylock. those are all people that i feel like i can learn a lot musically from um, And so I bring my free write or my poem or whatever to the table and hear what they have musically and try to fit it over that. And I've had so much fun doing that in the last year and a half and kind of redefining what it is to co-write because I think it it takes shape in a lot of different forms.
0: That's cool. It's like a whole nother world than than the world that I... sort of occupy most of the time.
1: I like that overlap though, you know? I think there is a lot of overlap there and that's why I like writing with people like you who are just super musical and more jazz leaning and um, have a really good ear. um, Because I think there's a beautiful marriage there between music and lyric. Totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What's the... I guess co-writes probably it can be like one of the fun parts of Mm -hmm. being a singer-songwriter. Is there like a best part? For you, like something that you just think um, is like your favorite part of doing what you do.
1: I think my favorite part is when I when I'm able to capture something super vulnerable or a feeling that I was kind of nervous to share. Maybe playing it out and having that resonate back to me, and having someone be like, "I really, really enjoyed that one song and that one line. I really felt that emotion." Um, that connection to me is so incredible. That something that happened so deep within me and that I was somehow able to like channel and put out um, into the world. And having that like reflected back to me so strongly and having really resonate with somebody is probably my favorite part. It's
0: not You can't really like plan it either necessarily. No. Like if you're thinking about something else then you're not truly being vulnerable to that moment.
1: Right, like you can't write for other people. And I think that's the interesting balance is Obviously, as an artist, as a songwriter, I want to be, I want the public to respond in a positive way. Like I want to connect with people, but I don't think you can go into the creative process trying to have that as a goal.
0: Wow. You know? How do you balance that? I don't,
1: I'm still figuring it out, you know? I'm still figuring it out because obviously that's in the back of my head, but I, I try to silence that voice that is editing in a way that's um, unhealthy or like driven by my ego like I I really just try to um, separate from that as much as I can and and get back to how it felt when I was just 12 or 13 and it didn't matter where it was gonna go or who it was gonna connect with it was it was purely for me to sort through what was going on Um, I don't know I think it's a balance of that and then also you know hoping that it resonates with people
0: yeah I feel like your free write process could sort of help, like bring you back. Cause like as a kid, we don't really edit, and that process is sort of like just free flowing, like a kid would think maybe. Do you ever have like mornings or days, or like whenever you do that process, where like nothing comes out of you? Like you feel like you're in front of a wall, and you're like, well, what, where do I go? Or like, do you ever get stuck? Is there any like, do you go any place for like inspiration or?
1: Um. I feel like 85% of the time I go to do something creative, that comes up, like that block (laughs) comes up. Yeah. And I think the way around it, what I'm starting to come to find is that boredom is the way around it. It's like the second I hit that wall, it's like, okay, scroll Instagram. Okay, let's look at what's going on YouTube. Let's go down a rabbit hole there. You know, it's so easy to distract yourself when you feel like nothing's happening. And I think that there's been a lot of beauty, at least in the last couple months, I've been finding of just like letting letting myself be bored. That's so funny. You know, because I think I think we're inundated with information and things to do and we can overwhelm ourselves and feel like we're stuck when really the way to get unstuck, at least in my experience, is leaving the space. Yeah. To get unstuck.
0: I really know? dig that I I've, I've told people before, it's like I aspire to be bored. Yeah. Because I don't feel that feeling very often. Mm-hmm. And as a result I don't really know how to deal with that feeling of boredom but when I'm there like something inevitably like creatively will just sort of like pop up I'm like hey remember me yeah.
1: <laughs> totally yeah yeah it's like letting that voice come back
0: and you're a dog mom too
1: I am a dog mom yes I love What's my dog that? so much
0: does that inspire you ever?
1: totally he is a constant inspiration to just be in the present moment I mean He's not focused on anything besides what's happening right in front of him and he's happy about it usually. You know, he's like, he's just so full of love, the most loyal. Um, Yeah, I think we can learn a lot from dogs. Yeah. You know, they're just super present um, and being around him reminds me of that, that, you know, all of these distractions like phones and... I, I don't know, I'm really against phones right now, but they're such a useful tool, but I think they are they so heavily distract us from being present in the moment. Um, and the dog is definitely a reminder of that. Like I'll be on the phone and then he's sitting there. I'm like, I should be giving him attention right now, you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the dog has been a wonderful reminder for me.
0: Yeah. Um, I just want to ask you probably one more question, but like related to Nashville, sure. especially since you've moved here, you said like three and a half years ago, and I'm I'm sure you've sort of seen it change and people come in and people leave, but how has that in that short time affected you? How's the city, the community, um, the opportunities, the negativities, you know, whatever, how has that all affected you as a person but also as an artist? Mm.
1: I love the community here so much. Um, And I'm so happy I came here. I will say like the two communities that I think have influenced me the most here, are the female singer songwriter community? It's strong here, and the, like the bond is real. Like there's there's a Facebook group, and it's like Nashville women in music, and it's just a place for us all to like air out our feelings and find opportunities for each other, and it's a really wonderful community. I just last night I hosted um, a house concert and it was called Ladies in the House and it it was just three of my singer-songwriter friends and we got together and played our songs and I found such strength in that community. Um, I sang background vocals for a bunch of different women in town. Sinclair, she's a pop artist in town. Katie Pruitt, Emma Hearn. You know, it's, it's just amazing that um, all of those stereotypes about women being catty and competitive and like there's no room it's just um, it's a stereotype and I think that like we actively combat that when we support each other um, and I I love that that sense of community that I feel with those women and then the other community that has been super super supportive is the soul community here um, sort of like led by Jason Eskridge and Sunday Night soul. Um Jason and Sid were two of the first people in town that heard me and believed in me and put me on the Sunday night soul stage and said, you belong here basically. And to have that within my first year in town, um, is totally invaluable. Like I, I am so grateful to them. I've learned so much from that community. Mike Hicks, Maureen Murphy, those are, those are my idols and I, and I get to work with them and feel that respect back from them. And it's just, I, I can't imagine myself in any other place because of the people like that, that have that. just supported me from the beginning. Do you
0: have any, like, huge dream aspirations? Like, are there things that you're like, in 10, I mean, it's crazy, because we don't even know what yeah. we're gonna do, like, next month or next year, but like, yeah. in 10 or 15 years, do you, like, have a big dream, something that you'd love to do, or?
1: That's so hard to say. Yeah, it is. I mean, I would love to play the Ryman. Like that's a dream of mine to play the rhyme in someday. I think a lot of people in town have that dream. So they're the concrete you know, things like that that I would love to do. I would love to go play shows over in Europe. like I would love to you know do a national tour, you know um those are those are things that I definitely aspire to and it's it's interesting, like when I was younger, I think I thought that if I reached those benchmark things, it would feel like arrival, And I have reached some of those things that I wanted to do. Like, one of my dreams when I was younger was just to put out music. And I did that, and and yet I don't really feel like I've arrived, and so I feel like the goal is to just keep going, I mean, and, and just continue on this path of putting out music and working with people that inspire me and hopefully inspiring people that are listening. Um, I don't think there's any end goal. I don't think there's an arrival point or a final destination. I think that the whole goal is just to keep going and, and persevere through any any walls that, that come my way, you know?
0: That's awesome. That's a great answer. Thanks.
1: <laughs> yeah, we wait, we wait for the rain We wait for the rain, wait for the rain. out in the yard, split the garden into parts. Mm -hmm. We planted our smallest dreams, and we prayed for water patiently, oh, You
0: wrote a song. <laughs> Whoa. So you just came up with those lyrics?
1: Yeah. That was from my free write this morning. Yeah. Wow. And that's honestly, that's kind of how it happens when I go in for a co-write. Oh, like, wow. this is exactly what we do. And we yeah. just kind of like start with something like that and then mess with it. and um, that's so cool. Yeah. We just wrote a song. Wow,
0: thanks so much. Yeah. This thanks so, for having this me. This is great. Thanks. Where can people find you?
1: Um. On all the social media, internet places. (laughs) It's just at Jess N-O-L-A-N, N-O-L-A-N music. Okay. Um, JessNolanMusic.com. I have some tour dates coming up in June, and they're all on my website. Um, And I am playing Tomato Art Fest in August. Cool. Which will be in East Nashville on August 10th. And I'll be playing with my band, so that'll be a fun show. Yeah.
0: I can't wait to check that
1: out. Thanks.